0: Jag følte jeg hadde noe å ordne Så jag kom som en komet inn i skolen Norge Folk lo da ville starte podcast Vel, da er det ikke godt så verst Vi er det nye vi innger, vi er det neste store Må gjøre det for kidsa lager verdens beste skole Dyp moralsk opplikkelse, ikke tror jeg spøker Nå starter vi et forlag og begynner å gi ut spøker Boka, hvordan skape en god skole her ute 5. desember Bombest du nicht Ett bättre Välkommen till ett bättre skolenorge. Idag har jag med mig Camilla Dahl Hansen och en nederlender som ska få sig citit sitt eget navn lite senere. Vi har varit på skolbesök idag på en Agora skole och det är er på sätt och vis knyttet till Montessori skolor. Bli med och utforsk vad en Agora skola egentligen är. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you Ett Camilla Dahl Hansen, du jobber på en skola i Drammen. Vilken skola är er det?
1: Du, jeg jobbar på Akademiet, VGS helt på Drammen. Ja. Og vi är er en uh, liten Montessori inspirerat videregående skole med 120 elever.
0: Mm. Og du initierade den turner. Du har lite historie med med Montessori pedagogik och och det för? Ja.
1: Uh, jeg jag tog min Montessori utdannelse i Stockholm uh, ja, för en del år sedan. Startade att jobbe på helt i 2015. Vi har en del år besökt uh, Montessori Europa hvor jeg då møtte Roland och en som heter Jerome. Og där fick vi då i kontakt med den skolan som driver baserat på agora principer. Og det är er också i utgångspunkten Montessori skole men de har på något sätt dratten dit längre då. Og det är er väldigt väldigt spännande och inspirerande när man har en tanke om att man vill göra en skill och tänka nytt och tänka på eleverna och elevernas läring och möta människor som har er ända mer visionære än sig selv. Väldigt inspirerende.
2: Roland? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, my name is uh, Roland Weingaert. I did understand a little bit of the Norwegian, but I'm really happy that we talk English. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've, I've worked at a Montessori school actually all my teaching life. And um, besides that, I'm uh, in the board of Montessori Europe, and I organize events for Montessori schools around the world. But I am also a GORA coach. And that's the small part of our school, our Montessori school in Nijmegen, the Netherlands. And uh, that's my daytime job. And can you please tell us what Agora is? Yeah, it's a very difficult question to answer short. But what it actually is, I've noticed a lot of different perspectives when you see like uh, Montessori schools around the world. And um, I think you see like there are a lot of differences. And for me, the Agora School is maybe even more Montessori than Montessori in some countries. The students, they really have to think themselves what they want to learn. I think that's the the most important thing. So it's from their intrinsic motivation. They think of what is it that I want to discover, explore. So they don't really have a set timetable. They don't have subjects. So they don't follow the, the timetable like the other students. But they think of the challenges, that's what we call it, what they want to discover or learn. And it can be that a kid can say, like, hey, I want to learn Spanish, but it comes from them and not from me telling them what to do. So that's in real short what I think uh, is the main difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and why did some
0: people start uh, good uh, schools?
2: It's a good question. Yeah, we, we haven't started it. We started it in Nijmegen four years ago, but I think it was eight or nine years ago people in Roermont, that's also in the Netherlands, started a new school. And they thought, like, hey, we want to start a new school, but it, hasn't, well, it doesn't need to be like a normal school. So it has to be something completely different. And um, actually, I think it was six years ago, I first came back from an inspirational visit to the United States to visit essential schools. And that was inspiring to see the community feeling that kids have and kids that are really well, live in, in, in poor areas and, and really enjoyed going to school. And then I went to that school, like some weeks after, to uh, Agora in, uh, in Roumont. And there I really felt like, hey, this is what I would like to do. And uh, in Nijmegen, we were the second Agora school in the Netherlands to, to start working this way. So uh, to see that the children do what they want to learn, but also teachers. They are more happy because they don't tell the kids what to do. That they help them with their challenges. So my role is different too.
1: Yeah. And it's so nice to see because... Well, my first meeting with Agora, I was, you know, you get a bit skeptical because you think, you know, are they really working? Are they really learning? All these questions pops up, you know, how do they track learning? How do they reach their goals? But uh, I think since I have the Montessori pedagogy, you know, in my thinking, in my beliefs, I believe in human and I believe in people and I believe that if I believe in them, they will be the best person they can be and it gives them the possibility Mm. to be that but you really have to believe in it and you have to it's a lot of courage
2: and confidence
1: and confidence yeah you still think you know is it for everybody maybe not but it should be an option it should be there for the one who actually need that type of school because then you will find that they are driven by their heart by their inner motivation in a great difference from, you know, the regular school we have in Norway. And
2: I think it's important that they make their own mistakes as well. So it doesn't have to be perfect when they do something. But as long as they found out, like, hey, there's some, like, maybe knowledge missing because they don't have, like, the normal subjects. So, so they might not be as good in, for instance, Dutch as some classmates. But when they're doing challenges and they found out their Dutch, isn't that good they want to improve it for their next challenge so it's really that they find out themselves not that I'm them telling them that like hey this information is missing now it's the other way around when they see like hey I cannot do this challenge without this knowledge so
0: it was so great. We visited today and uh, all over the world, people, uh, teachers, school leaders are, are struggling because the students are losing their motivation. And we see it as well in Norway. In America, I think it's worse because uh, some students are actively erupting the teaching. So it seems like it has to be a shift sometime. And it seems like uh, you guys are showing us that it's possible to just change completely the role of the teacher from being a teacher to a coach and for the student to, to actually experience uh, him or herself that uh, they can be in the center of their learning experience.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was really nice to listen to. Voske. Yeah, uh, when she said that she, she was happy getting yeah. up every day in the morning and she was ready to go to school and she said, Why shouldn't I be ready? You know, why shouldn't I be happy? Because I can decide what I want to do. And even though she still know that in her two last years she has to focus, maybe have more classes, more timetable, because there is a curriculum she has to pass. But even though it's in her own, you know, pace, in her own form, she has learned so many things her own way and and that's really like a continue because when you when you have studied matsuri you you know you know that when they're in kindergarten and you know suddenly they they get in love with that kind of frog you just nurture that and you Tell them, you know, okay, that's cool. And you tell them to make this uh, picture of it and they have to write about it. And maybe they can calculate how long long it takes from it to, from it's small to it. get a fr- You know, you get all these subjects in with their passion. And it's the same in Agora. You just transform this uh, to a higher level. And, um, and it's just opened so many possibilities and new ways of learning and I also think you know since we live in this world with wars and no more oil very soon you know we need different people who have different thinking
2: I think you said it right because at Agora we don't have like normal report cards or marks so it's also challenging for parents to see how their kids are doing at school and kids have that sometimes as well but I always tell them like do you think your kid is happy is he or she happy at school? And, and when they are, and I think most of them are, of course, there are exceptions. That's the most important thing. And then that's the base you need to learn when you feel at ease, you feel at home at school, because also they make their own uh, workspace. So it's not like a, a normal classroom, but they have different seats, maybe it's so even like a double bed, where it's like uh, a desk below. So they can sometimes relax and read things when and go into the bed and they work at the desk below, so they feel at home, they feel at ease and they feel responsible for that place too. And as they work together with different ages, well, I'm not going to explain the Dutch educational system, but also different levels together. It's it's just like in the outside world, it's all together and you can learn from each other. And, and that's what I like too. We make the rules together. We decide not only the teacher says what we do, but we do it together with the students. So, hey, do you think it's normal that we eat in class? Well, Okay, and what's normal to eat and drink and candy not? Okay, yeah, I agree. So, well, that's how we work.
0: That's so great, and, but I uh, just want to pause about the results because it seems like the results are p- pretty good. Uh, I think you mentioned some exam or something earlier. Yeah,
2: well, that's a good question because a lot of people always ask for the results. And um, yeah, they do the same examination, same exams as everyone in the Netherlands. So, they start differently, but they end the same way with their diplomas, hopefully, of course. But they make the choices, I think, more clear what they what subjects they want to do their exams in. And most of the time, they know what they want to become. And, and that's, for instance, if you look at me, I didn't know what I want to become. I just became a teacher because I didn't have any uh, ideas. And I thought like, hey, this is, uh, well, I come from a family, from educators, so maybe that's the reason. But these kids might even know it in their first year what they want to become. Because we encourage them to go outside, not inside the classroom, but also outside. And to explore jobs and to go to museums museum or maybe abroad. There's someone even going to Norway soon. I actually don't really know what the challenge is, but he's going to do something in Norway. And yeah, this is the first year we have uh, kids doing their examination. And I expect all of them to, uh, to get a diploma, to be honest. So.
1: I talked to one of them today. He was really nice. I, d- I don't know his name, but he was a really good friend of my guide yeah with the name I can't pronounce and uh, he was really nice and he had written a book Raphael way. yeah yeah so he had less challenges these two years but he still had like things he was really passionate about so he had made a book and I promised to buy a book was so it a book know? about the
2: philosophers yes yeah it was that guy yeah. yeah and
1: it was a really nice book but it was also like a really like the size and I asked him what is your target group who's going to read that book and he, and he had all these thoughts and it was really nice and he was like I was talking to him. It was like I could see, you know, so much joy in his eyes. Uh, so we agree, both me, um Victoria, and Marius. We're all going to buy a book. So you have to arrange that. Okay, yeah. I'll, and I'll, I'll, he was like, "Oh, my first buyers." <laughs>
2: he will uh, definitely make that happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. Yeah,
0: I got a similar story from today. We we visited the the school. What's the name? I, I think. Montessori College. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In
2: Nijmegen, yeah. Easy, quite
0: Yeah. But I I also saw two guys sitting in a sofa and uh, they were doing something on the computer and I was like, yeah, so what's up? What's going on? I uh, expected them, sadly enough, to be on YouTube or something (laughs) like that. But uh, then uh, the one guy told that the other guy was making a poster for his book. I think that's uh, uh, some other guy than you talked to and because he had made this book about some Greek... uh, uh, Yeah, maybe it's it's the same. same. Yeah, Yeah, but he was so... uh, He was like, yeah, I want to make the world better somehow, even through these uh, Greek philosophers or something. So I was like, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, I think his name was Raphael. Yeah, that's Uh, the same guy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's the same guy. guy. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, he seemed like, I I just, I have seen so many, especially boys that's so disconnected to the school system Mm -hmm. and they're just like doing some project, but it's not about school. So uh, it was just so great for me to see him uh, so uh, yeah they were really working and uh, to be honest it reminds me of how I do projects in real life like uh, I sit with a friend and we're doing this stuff like really working and uh, yeah it it was like uh, it's the it uh, really reminded me of the real world not the school world yeah. kind of yeah true
2: Mm. They don't do like an assignment, but they do real projects that are important to them. And like a great example is eight years ago, they started in Roumont, like I said you, with Agora. And for every challenge they do, they have to write it into a program. It's called the Challenge Monitor. So they have to think, why do we want to do this challenge? What are all the steps that are going to take? Um, They're going to have a situation report with all the kind of log and keep their sources in there and their footprint and reflection is important. But three guys from Roumont students, even during their school time, made this program online and they now have their own business and doing great and selling this to like, there are now four, no, more than 14 Agora schools in, in the Netherlands, Belgium, and even in Poland. And they are selling that and they doing a great job. So they have their own business from this. So that's great example, I think as well.
1: Yeah, I think that the program was really good because, you know, you get students are reflecting, you know, on the why, you know, they get really good at finding out information, you know, critical to the source, so many things that... Uh, we work on with our students and this you know it gets natural in the process they have to do it and it's I did notice that she didn't love that program my guide no nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I s- still think you know that's you know as it's always in life things you don't know lo- love but it's it's so important and uh, and I really felt that the students I met today and they were quite young uh, was very reflected and mm-hmm. had a lot of thoughts and yeah it was really
2: nice I think uh, two things you say are are true this is one of the things they really have to do because they need to show what they're doing and how they're doing it so this is the way how they do it so that's why the challenge monitor they sometimes don't like but um the reflecting that is that is actually the best part i think of, of all these students they're so good at it and especially at the things that they don't do and they don't do it for a reason but they can tell me why they don't do it and they know they have to do it maybe, but they don't do it now. And and, and that the reflecting part, that's amazing. So that's...
1: Yeah, you had the, these four squares, which is, should be equally oh, yeah. big.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have like three uh, parts of, of a challenge. So it's the preparation phase. It's like the actual challenge and the reflection phase. And normally kids don't really want to think why they want to do it. They just start and reflecting, why should I? The, the challenge is the most fun. But I always tell them there's like three equal parts. So you should take a long time to prepare to make sure that it's you have everything and you then you do the challenge and you have to enjoy it but it's also important to see what you've learned from it and what you can take for your next challenge so what you can improve so those three steps should be equal
0: när vi kommer in på skolan så minnar det egentligen på väldigt många måter om en helt vanlig skola men när vi kommer in i klassrummen det är er ju egentligen inte klassrum för det är er grupper på runt 30 uh, till 50 elever så vitt jag förstår som sitter i ett slags öppet landskap för de sitter på var sin pult, de kan sitta samman, de kan sitta var för sig. og någon hade byggt för exempel en seng, med en hems så att de kunde slappa upp på. Andra hade byggt något som minnar lite om en bastu, för den personen likte att skärma sig Och så vidare och så vidare så att de hade vart sitt sin arbetsplats. Det var helt klart definierade rammer på på att de måtte göra något, alltså jobbe litt, men, men det var samtidigt öppnet för att de kunde ha autonomi över egen vardag och styre Särlig mobilbruk og lite sånt selv, som jeg så det. så at det var den här strenge läraren, men læreren var mer på siden som en guide. The guide on the side. Så det var väldigt inspirerende. Det minnade veldig om ett åpent landskap på en jobb, så at det minnet mer om skal jeg si, næringslivet enn en klassisk skola. Og de sa også det at læreren viser kartet og ber dem om att finna vejen frem til målet selv, Men det er ikke det at læreren drar dem igenom landskapet som et esel som ikke vi går. Det er mer det at der er kartet, sier fra hvis du trenger hjelp, så skal jeg hjelpe deg. Så veldig mye blir, er upp til eleven å, å finne ut. Da. The grading part, I thought that was really interesting because you don't use uh, marks. It seemed like you were the process. Yeah,
2: it's more like a development monitor. Yeah, so we're together with your coach So every kid, normally I was a teacher and had to know like 110 names of all the students I used to be a teacher of English and and now I'm coach of uh, 12 to 15 students and I get to know them really and not only them but also their families and and dogs and Whatever they have at home and where they live, but also um, You work more closely together. So my role is different And during the week, I just sometimes even have a talk for 45 minutes with one student to help them with their challenges, but also to, because that's what you asked, to fill in the progress uh, monitor, development monitor. And there you together look at different questions like, why are you good at choosing a challenge for instance? Or am I good at reflecting or receiving messages or, or, or just my footprint, am I happy with that? And with all these developments, you yeah well it's hard to, to to explain of course but you have rubrics and together there's like a, a big score line and we set down that line our dot and we say like hey i think you are somewhere on this line uh we're choosing the y and she or he does the same to students and we see if we agree And we don't have to, but we just talk about it. Why do you think you're here on this line? And I say, I think you're here on this line because you can improve this, or you're really good at that. And the main, well, hope I have is that they improve. And I think you never get dumber. You can only get smarter in this. So you will improve next time and you will take with you what you've learned from your last time we we did this, uh, the filling in of the, the, the development monitor. So it's a different way of grading, but I think it says more than like I had a a seven grade for French, for instance. And I can't forget it now because I had this grade. No, this really shows your development.
1: So they do get grades when they do the exams, don't they?
2: Yeah, when they have to, they, they get their grades, yeah. But that's also a fun thing. Our students really argue about, why is it a seven? Can you tell me? They go to the teachers and... <laughs> yeah. So they really want to know why. They, they, it's, they don't take it for granted, just that mark. It's just <laughs>
1: that's really good.
2: Yeah, that's so great. One thing that I would like to say is that I I don't think this is like the one thing everyone should do. This is is not the education that should be for everyone, but it's an option. And I think it can be inspiring to give students that confidence and that trust and the autonomy to learn. And for coaches to back off a little and not give instructions and tell them what to do, but to ask them with questions what they want to learn. So your role is different. So that's well, I think this is, I really believe in it. Mm. And it can be inspiring for, I guess, for a lot of teachers. But it's just also something they can choose because I think there are more ways, of course. But
1: Yeah, you have yeah. seen that it works. I really hope that we will be able very soon to to have this as an option. And I really see that in our school, well, in Akademia Heldberg, Drammen, we already work, like, it's really close to the way you work, you know. We're nearly there, so I would love to have like this agora class on the side, because then you st- you already have all the subject experts. They can ask, you know, so you st- you have something you can lean on, but you can still be a coach for these fifteen uh, students that need something else. And this is not for a student that needs special treatment. It's it's just for those. Who like this? I also believe in it. But I th- really think you have to believe and have this courage.
2: Yeah, and, and start small, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Is 15 w- small enough?
2: We started with 30. Oh, and yes. I remember <laughs> they said, that the founders in, in Romont said to us, from, we would like to help you with a lot. And we actually have a lot of contact with all the Agora schools. But they said you are allowed to make your own mistakes even when you start. So yeah, just start with a small group, make a lot of mistakes, learn from that. And and you have to kind of detox yourself as a teacher because you're used to something that you've been taught at school and, and, and you've been doing probably some teaching in, in, a, in a way. So you have to change your... My life has changed in, in many ways, as a, my, my working life. So it's completely different, but interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: I just want to add that uh, the students could also... Uh, impact on how the day was uh, structured. So uh, to me it seemed like from 8 to 9 the teachers were planning the day and talking about students and how projects were going, challenges. And then at 9 it was uh, the start of the day for the students Um, and I guess talking like uh, keeping the community going with the class. Yeah, it's it's
2: with the coach group and it could be about everything. So it could be something happening in the world but also about someone cat that has died or a student that wants to share a challenge or sometimes we even go outside for a walk so it can be anything.
0: Yeah and then it was working with a challenge from uh, 9.30 to 12 then it was the break and then from uh, 12.30 to 13 it was uh, reading time and then from 13 to 14.30 it was challenges, working working on the challenges. So, so a lot
2: of challenges they can do one, two, whatever they like and the reading time is important, that's because so we encourage them that to be offline as well because a lot of things are online and, and to, to give their brain rest and, and to do something different. And also reading is important, of course, and they can choose whatever they bring.
0: And I noticed that they had this—I uh, would call it—metacognitive uh, strategies that uh, they should work at some times on the day. Like they plan their work. Like in the morning they would work better than at yeah. Friday after lunch. So <laughs> uh, I I I do the same thing, but I didn't start with it before I was like 30 years old. <laughs> I <or> know, so. <laughs> I know. And they was like uh, 12 years old or something, telling me that yeah, we should uh, plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so it was. Uh, it seems like they get all these great strategies that they will really need uh, later so reflecting
2: on reflecting again yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
1: true it's also so nice that they have time to do really cool things like these girls uh, having this organizing this huge harry potter event that you know two young girls uh, has the possibility in their timetable and life to actually do something that has a great impact on so many uh, other people's and, like, the, this guy who doesn't knew what kind of challenge he would had, so he would make a project how to find good challenge and that he's in that way. You know, so it's the, the it gives them so much opportunity to succeed yeah. and to feel, you know, I did this. Um, this is because of me. And, you know, it, it makes them uh, – it, it's so nice. It's so good to see. They have uh, – yeah, it sparks in their eyes. Yeah. And that's what's really nice.
0: To me, it seems like uh, the school system is often too collective, like uh, everyone is supposed to be the same, but it's not true. So it creates a whole bunch of problems that teachers are trying to solve with the wrong methods. So it's like instead of repairing a broken system, you should rather look around and check out other systems that might be working better. So that's that's what it seems to me. Agora could be one of those alternatives that... Uh, that does something something completely different, and it seems like it works great. And it's not impossible at all because uh, Camilla here uh, has this school in Drammen, and it's uh, they can start up with this and this uh, this autumn. So it's uh, it's not impossible at all.
1: No, not at all.
2: We're happy to help. Yeah, yeah. that's can good. Can bring some students and, and coaches. So uh, of course, yeah. And that's that's real life learning for them as well. Yeah.
0: Okay, but we have to end this uh, program as well, so do you have like a quote you can end it with?
2: It's a good one. Uh, I think to treat children equally, you should treat them unequal, to give them equal chances. So That's
0: great. Okay, er hørte hva han sa. Gjør skolenorge bedre. Tusen takk for at du hørte på. Et bedre skole, Norge.